party. Maybe my mama's tit tasted like shit. I don't know. Hey, everybody. It's time to remember the fallen who answered the calling. I'm happy to be with you this Memorial Day. I am Boomer Bob and not even paying attention. John Domingo. What do you mean? First of all, I was just going to compliment you on your rhymes. You have the best rhymes. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, you do. But now I think yeah. I want to take that back. You know, it's it's almost a curse because I can't really talk all that well, <laughs> but I can rhyme. It's like like a retarded rapper. So, um, <laughs> you uh, are awesome. you ever in like ROTC or JROTC? Told you, yeah, ROTC in high school or anything, or have any aspirations to join the military when you were younger? None whatsoever, to be honest. Really? Because here's the problem, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but I have this thing with authority. Um, you know what? I, I'm not, I don't like authority. I don't like people telling me what to do. Wow. I, you know, I could see it now where I'd be somewhere and they'd, you know, they would tell me, yell at me or do you, like, if you ever watch any of those, uh, movies where there's basic training and the guy's yelling in his face, I'm like, back the fuck up. You know, it's just me. You know, I have a problem with authority. Well, did they have a JROTC oh, yeah. in school where you went? Oh yeah, sure they okay. did. They, these little Nazis were marching all over the place. Nazis. I'm just kidding. What about brothers or like anybody close? No, they no I honest to God, I don't think any of my you know, none of us went in the military. You know, we had jobs. We were, you know, we were basically yeah. indentured servants to the family business. So we had jobs from the time we were twelve here. So we well, weren't back then you didn't join the military because there was no work or your to pay the bills you did it because you loved your country and you wanted to serve for or, the most part yeah either or back then it was yeah there's a lot of play, a lot of inner city kids join the military just to get out of the horrible situation i remember uh, just like two years ago i went to record an interview for another podcaster uh out and uh they had a gentleman there and he was from the inner inner city of philadelphia he said he couldn't wait till he was 18 so he could join just to get the hell out of the inner city. He knew that if he could get out of the inner city yeah. and get some training and everything, he knew that and get some education that he knew that he could do it better. And what he's doing now is he's going back into it. Well, he was in uh, Wilmington, Delaware. He's going back into the inner cities and talking to kids and he's running a uh, youth group. So at three o'clock, they're not latchkey kids. They can come to this place. They can hang out. They can do their homework. They got people there that can help tutor them if they need it in certain things uh they can play they can watch tv and all but they're they're gathered together and they're not out doing mischief well i happened to join jrotc in 10th grade really when i was in uh, this is up in brentwood tennessee it's outskirt of uh, nashville back then it was a, like a, a rich town i don't know why the fuck we were living there but i heard you know gunshots in like ninth grade and i'm like i i just asked my buddies i'm like what is that they're like oh man that's the that's the junior researchers of testicular cancer <laughs> i said what <laughs> they said that that's the jrotc kids i'm like oh it was a tug i didn't even know what that was so i i went ahead and looked into it and i signed up because i wanted to shoot guns I mean, they actually oh, shot, I think it was like uh, I did 22 rifles out back. So I, I joined up and uh, yeah, I did pretty well at that. That's where I learned that my right eye was fucking useless because <laughs> I'm, you know, laying in a prone position, firing at the target. And my SAI was like, <laughs> Boomer Bob, try your other eye. And I'm like, what are you talking about, man? I'm, I'm right handed. He was like, figure it out. So I did. 
And uh, yeah, dude, I was nailing the target once I changed eyes and I got the dexterity down with the other hand. Yeah. Um, man, I was I was nailing. And then we moved a couple months later to another town, Port Orange, Florida, where I continued. And there they were extremely gung ho. Like they wanted me to like salute people on days that you didn't dress out, like you didn't wear your military garb. You were just in plain clothes. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't even know. I just moved here. Why am I going to salute you? I don't even fucking know that you're in ROTC. So they said so, Bob. I developed kind of a contempt because of that, that whole aspect there towards the last days of the year, there was a bunch of people graduating. They uh, went around the room and they made everybody get up uh, one by one and tell everybody what, what they were going to do after they graduated. So they went around the room and they were like, Harris, what are you doing after you graduate? I'm going to Fort Dix, sir. Next person, I'm going to Fort Nuts, sir. And then they get to me and I'm like, uh, hopefully I'll be on tour with my band. Dude, you, you could have heard a pin drop. People turn around like, what? Like, you comment pinko fag. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I long haired hippie. Yeah, I was constantly getting demerits for long hair, even though it was tucked underneath my uh, cover. And um, my brass, even though it was shined every fucking weekend, my brass was never good enough. Like your shoes and everything. It's, it's ridiculous. No, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like authority. I liked the idea of the military and the teamwork aspect of it. I liked that they kept you, you know, running around the track and doing fucking, you know, push-ups and obstacle courses and the gun shooting and all that stuff that was cool but the rest of that hierarchy bullshit fucking hated it it's a brainwashing thing i, I shouldn't say that i shouldn't say that I, especially on memorial day it is a uh, team building exercise to get everybody on the same page and on the same thing well, because when you're out there in battle, you have to take orders you have to do what you're told you have to have one guy who's watching over the rest of them you know so I, I get it. It's just not my thing. Now, I, in hindsight, I wish I would have stayed with it because I bumped into a guy when I was painting at FIT, Florida Institute of Technology. I bumped into a guy who I was in ROTC with, believe it or not. Whoa. He was, he was the head of their ROTC program, and he was making six figures hanging out at a desk all day. Did you guys call it ROTC like we did? Yeah, we called it ROTC. Yeah, ROTC. J ROTC. Yeah. And uh, in in our school, they were the rah rah rotsies. <laughs> that was confused with the podcast Revenge of the Sis. Ah, great show, by the way. I love those guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, I understand it, and most of the people in uh, ROTC did go into the military. Some did go to college. Uh, they you they went to college ROTC. They were they were still hanging out in college ROTC, which was kind of weird. Um, I don't know. You know, again. I'm not 100% sure where they, you know, where they went or what they did, but I couldn't. I, I really had a an issue with authority. Still do. This is why we do this show is because well, it, I don't believe in the mainstream media and all the other nonsense well, that they it, try to it, stuff down our throat. Sorry. It uh, turns out that I wouldn't have been allowed to join anyway back then. They were a little more selective. You know, you couldn't, like a guy couldn't come in there in a, a dress and makeup with a beard. No and you know get a job but um i was diagnosed with tourette syndrome by three different neurologists in three different states none of which knew the other's diagnosis that's what they blame my speech problem on they were calling that tourette syndrome i don't i don't have the blinky thing i don't you know i have a couple of tics but they're extremely minor especially in my older age where i like would clench my fists a little bit 
kind of like to make my knuckles pop kind of weird you thing like that or i'd hyper extend my ankles just a little bit to kind of i don't know just weird stuff do you think that's part of the food issue that you have uh terrestrial jump no i just i have a retarded palate i don't know what caused oh, that maybe, you're retarded maybe my mama's tits tasted like shit i don't know or it was really delicious and i can't have nothing else i have no idea what it, what just caused trying it. to figure out what the fuck I, I have a very weak uh a very low threshold gag reflex i don't know what to call it and what was his name john <laughs> well that's what he told me anyway okay <laughs> nick tasted like donuts did he taste like donuts <laughs> your pee tastes like birthday cake <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting john <laughs> so yeah they wouldn't have let me in anyway which is a bummer. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride, that kind of shit, you know. All right. So last time we were on, which was Thursday, we kind of brushed on the school shooting in Texas. Mm-hmm. We've had some time. Some information has uh, come out, come to light. I'd like to know your issue or your thoughts now that we've had some time. We've well, heard- you, I... I guess I should put this in the on the board because I seem to do it every Monday morning, and you seem to forget that I do it every Monday morning, which is okay. The quick top headlines this morning that was came across the Today Show, though. Gas is at an all-time high of 462 a gallon. Uh, there were 5,000-plus flights canceled this Memorial Day weekend. 39.2 million people are hitting the roads home. I don't know how they know that. And then the uh, DOJ launches a school shootings probe. So I have not spent uh, any time doing research on this thing. I, I looked into it a little bit Friday. Now I know this, 47 minutes. So I thought about creating a new rule. I don't know what to call it yet, but where you have to be quiet for 47 minutes. Yeah. We're not no. here. Hey, yeah. all right. Goodbye. All right. <laughs> That wouldn't work in podcasting, would it? No. Damn it. So I have something from the Dallas Morning News. It said the children inside the school called 911 begging for help. About 80 minutes passed before the police entered the classroom. This is a quote. 80? 80. 80 minutes. One hour 20. That's what I just said. Jesus. I'm sorry. That just sounds like a misprint. Nope. Quote. It was the wrong decision, period. DPS, I guess that's the Department of Protective Services chief said. So if I can, just for a minute, go through the timeline of what they have laid out yes, here. Yes, please. That's, this will be wonderful. Okay. 11.30, teacher calls 911, reports a car crash and a man with a gun. 11.32, the shooter begins shooting into the classrooms from outside the school. We didn't know this last week. 11.33, the shooter enters the school and begins shooting into room 111 and 112. Uh, he shoots more than 100 rounds. 11.35, three police officers enter the school through the door that the shooter used, followed by four more. The three officers who first arrive go to the door of the classroom. The door is closed, and the two receive grazing wounds from the shooter because he shot through the door. 11.37, the shooter fires 16 more rounds. 1151, police sergeant and sheriff's department agents start to arrive. 1203, officers continue to arrive in the hallway. 19 officers are in the hallway by this time. 1203, this is one, this is uh, an hour, uh, 
32 minutes after the first call. 32 minutes. 12.03, first 911 call comes from inside the classroom from a girl who whispers that she's in room 112. Second, this is at 12.03, second 911 call, she calls back and says multiple people are dead. 12.13, she calls. The same girl calls again. 12.15, more law enforcement officers arrive, uh, arrive with shields. 11.16. The fourth 911 call from inside the classroom. The same girl calls and says eight or nine students are still alive. 1216. 19 police officers in the fucking hallway that she called for the fourth fucking time and says that there's still eight or nine students alive in there. 1219. 1219. Three minutes later, a different call comes in and says that she, that, uh, she ends the call when another student tells her to hang up. 1221, the shooter fires again. He believed to be at the door. Police had hundred had found 142 rounds of spent cartridges after the shooting ends. 1236, 6911 call. Initial caller in classroom 112 calls and is told to stay on the line and to be very quiet. She says he shot the door. 1243, she asked 911 to please send the police now. 1243. That's 45 43 minutes? No. It's it's over an hour. I can't even do the math right now. Yeah, so that's an hour man. 15 since it all kind of began. 1246. She says she can hear the police outside the door. 1250. Law enforcement officers open the door with keys that they got from the janitor and they kill the shooter. 1251. Children leave the classroom. Last thing I had heard the other day, like I said, it's been a couple of days since I've bothered to even look at news, was that they were, the uh, cops thought that they were dealing with like a barricaded hostage kind of thing. And I don't care. I don't care. The minute you hear a gunshot, you get your ass in there. Can you I know, read it? I'm going to guess that they had already gotten calls, right, from inside saying, hey, it's just one guy. Uh, like, it's not like there was an entire crew. I just want to stick to what we know. I don't know what they they thought i have no idea i have no idea do you mind if i read you a press release from the police department the uvalde the uvalde police department that came out after the shooting okay but you have to read it like elmer dinkley i don't even know who that is i don't either but it's probably sounds like it's right her my department and i will never be able to express in words our deepest sympathy and condolences to the individual families in the entire community of Uvalde. We extend our most sincere gratitude and the enormous outpouring of support from all our law enforcement agencies, our community members, and the nation. I want to thank all personnel from my department and to their dedication, tireless efforts to continue to provide services to our community during this difficult time. Our personnel have displayed the utmost commitment to our community during this difficult time, and we are suffering as members of the community. That is the family of Uvalde. It is important for our community to know that our officers responded within minutes alongside Uvalde CISD officers responding to the UPD officers sustained gunshot wounds from the suspect. Our entire department is thankful that the officers did not sustain life-threatening injuries. This is an ongoing investigation led by the Texas Rangers. I understand questions are surfacing regarding the details of what occurred, and I know answers will not come fast. It won't come fast enough during this trying time. 
but the rest, but rest assured that the completion of this full, inve- in full investigation, I will be able to answer all these questions that I can. I know words will never cease to gain that we are cease to ease the pain that we're all suffering. But I hope that you will join me in taking some solace, knowing that the pain comes from the fact that we all have such deep love for our victims who have been taken from us, those who are recovering, those who only time and love will continue to heal. That sounds like a load of shit. Sorry. It is absolutely a load of shit. It's it's the common thing today is to, you know, not uh, talk about your lack of action or your action, but to do it with word salad. I see no reason for any of this. Now I get it now from what I know, this was, this was kind of a remote small town. This town is not just up the uh, interstate. It's you've, from what I heard, uh, Adam Curry, who said that he's been there, he said he was there like four or five months ago. And mm-hmm. he said, it's a lot of winding roads through Hills and it takes a little while to get there. He said the fastest you can go is maybe 55. So right. it's, and it's not easy to get, to get to this place. And it's, and it's a town of, Approximately 16,000 is the population. So they can't have a very large police force. No. You know what I mean? So, and I don't know if they have the armor where they can put on the bulletproof vests and the headwear and all that, where they can go into a room with a, a live gunman. I don't, I don't know if they have that stuff. So I, I don't, I wouldn't walk in there without some kind of protection because you're just going to end up dead too. It's funny you say that because I don't know if you know, uh, Sheriff Brady Judd from Polk County, Florida. Yeah, he had a response to what happened. Is that black guy? He's not a black guy. No, that's the guy from Texas. Anyway, go ahead. Here we go. But if you come to a school in this county armed, we're going to do our best through either our guardians, our school resource officers, or our school resource deputy sheriffs to eliminate the threat outside of the school before they ever get to the children. We're trained to do that. Now, if you have trouble understanding that, let me give it to you in Polk County vernacular. This is the last thing you'll see before we put a bullet through your head if you're trying to hurt our children. We are going to shoot you graveyard dead if you come onto a campus with a gun threatening our children or shooting at us. Now, quite frankly, Here's the deal. We're going to charge directly to the threat. There's no mustering. There's no gathering up. We go individually to the threat and engage it. That's what we train for. Why do we train like that? If they're shooting at us, they're not shooting at the children. Now, we don't want to be shot either, but given the choice, of being shot and killed on the ground or those children dying will die every time. When you turn your children over to us at the schools, they are our children all day long. And that's how we respond. That's how our training responds. Quite frankly, ladies and gentlemen, an hour until they engage the shooter that is absolutely unequivocally unacceptable. That sounds good and all with the big D energy there. I'm going to shoot you graveyard dead. Do you think that somebody doing that doesn't already have in their mind that they're probably going to die in the process? 
No, not then, not there, not at all. No, no. So and you if don't you're going to sit here that... and try to protect these police officers, then we're going to have a problem today. It's going to be an issue. But go ahead. Your I'm trouble. not trying to protect the police officers at all. I'm I'm trying to say that the gunman, when he goes in there, oh, I'm sorry, probably thinks, well, this this is probably my last, you know, half hour oh, yeah. hour of life. I mean, they, they've already written that check and cashed it. I don't think they plan to walk out of there alive. And I think they just see cops as more targets. Wow. Absolutely. So I don't, I don't think that the answer is telling them, Hey man, you go into our schools with a gun and we're going to shoot you dead. I don't think that's a deterrent here. You don't, I do. I don't. Okay. I I think if there's, if there's officers on site, armed and ready to go that can i don't know maybe fuck up your plan that might be a small deterrent well there's a lot of things that happen this school basically someone propped the door open and this is how this guy got in but he was shooting at he was shooting through the window at students so you know he knew he knew he was gonna die this was a this was a suicide by cop he shot his grandmother and he was shooting at other people this was suicide by cop he wanted to die Right. But he wanted to go out in a blaze of glory, and here we are talking about him again. But the reason that we're talking about him is because we need to start to figure out how we can take and stop these school shootings. And I've been arguing with people on social media, like I do. And uh, after you get done this, I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts on how we how we fix this. I haven't really vetted this because it claims that this is in Mexico, but it, I don't hear Cihabla Espanol. Mexico, many of the teachers carry guns just in case. Show me your weapons and tell me what they are. 45, sir. 45. Mr. Pastor, this is a 45. Yes, Director of Security. 45. The pastor carries a 45 in a case that looks like a Bible. The principal is also armed with a 38 semi automatic pistol. How many of you feel safer knowing that your teacher has a gun? There's two thoughts on how to. Well, basically, the left, Democrat, clutching pearls, tightening panties people, they want to just get rid of the guns. That's never going to happen. Never, ever in history of ever, ever, that's not going to happen. And if you can make gun laws and do all this other shit, yeah, that's fine. But there's the next school shooter has watched this, has learned from this, and is planning his next attack. That I guarantee you. That I guarantee you. Well, you know, we feel about our guns like they feel about their Twitter. I understand that. But see, the thing is, what we need to do is we need to fortify the school. Now, there's a guy that when I used to do Brand X, he used to come into my Facebook thing, and we used to go back and forth. I call him Dude. Dude and I always go back and forth. And I just said that, you know, we need to fortify the schools. We need to take and make a, an airlock where you have to go in and then, you know, there's two uh, sets of locked doors. I worked uh, in the elevator businesses in many a courthouses and you could not get into places. They had steel plates across the door and a fucking magnet in the door jam and you could not get those doors open. Every outside door should have that. And every if you go to go out that door, you have to hit a button and a camera comes on and shows it's where this person is. We need to do that to these schools. And the first thing they start saying is, oh, well, you know what? Uh, what about uh, the cost? The cost. Now we're talking about cost. Now we're talking about. So in other words, you don't want to hear the answer. 
You just want to hear your answer. Get rid of the guns, which is never going to happen. Right. It's never going to happen. I'm going to address a comment here. It happens to be from my wife. She says, the bottom line is, if you're a teacher watching over children, you need a gun to protect these lunatics. I think she means protect from these lunatics that come into the schools and start shooting. If I was a teacher, I already have a permit to carry, and no one's going to know that that sucker's in my purse. Well, if it's in your purse, it's not going to do you any good. And I think that arming every teacher may not be the best idea because they're just going to be the target, like target number one. I think if there were guns in the school, I think if you're giving, doing a, a lesson on whatever, math, biology, gender dysphoria, whatever you're teaching your kids about, your mind is probably on that and not, I got a gun on my hip, I'm going to draw it real quick. I just don't think you're going to have the reaction time of somebody who, that's their job, like a school resource officer or a cop who's there. I just don't think that that's the answer is to arm everybody. Well, you're right there. But the thing is that if you're going to arm someone, they have to be trained. They have to go, they have to get like in an ROTC training, right? They need to be trained in tactical and how to handle an incoming shooter or something like that needs to be done. Just can't give everybody. And here's the other thing, Mrs. Bob, you cannot have a gun in a purse where some student could get a hold of it and start exactly. shooting students themselves. Exactly. Right it, it, it would have, have to be on your hip. And teacher. What's to say? I mean, my wife is not a giant, you know, Amazon woman. She would probably be taken down by a eighth, ninth grader. That's, you know, bigger than her. And then boom, this, this kid has a gun. That being said, Bob, do you know how much money that the government gave to schools in the past two years through COVID relief? Give me a ballpark. Four or five billion. 190 billion. Is that all? 190 billion in the past two years that uh, the the United States government has given to schools. All right. For COVID. Most of the time, the kids weren't in school. Most of the time they were locked down and they were doing home schooling and stuff like that. Now, I'm sure there was money that was uh, for for laptops and all for kids in underprivileged areas and all that. I'm sure. But where is the money that's left over? Number one. And why can't that money be used right now to take and fortify these schools and make them where, and, and it wouldn't take long and it wouldn't take much to make these schools 100% safer now within the next month. And why not every school system in the nation is not doing a, uh, a safety audit on something like if, what if a, sh- a school shooter is coming to the school. So in other words, I want to protect schools like an active shooter is going to attack that school every day. And that'll stop school shootings. That's my plan. But as soon as I say that, they, they, they oh, what about this? What about that? Fuck that. Let's do this. Let's do what uh, Grady Ju- Sheriff Grady Judge said. Let's make sure that they know that if they come to the school, that they're going to be met with superior firepower. And these fucking cowards will not do it because that's what they are. What kind of coward goes in and shoots school children? I mean, it's ridiculous. I guess we can move into this portion of it. Now, again, this is just another person, I want to say douchebag, who's just pointing at the screen. The information within is interesting. This was uh, while he was in office. In your bill, what are you doing about the 18 to 21? We didn't address don't change that. Okay, are you going to leave that? That's whatever so you, you have want. have a case right now where somebody can buy a handgun at 21. Right. 
Now, this is not a popular thing to say in terms of the NRA, but I'm saying it anyway. I'm going to just have to say it. But you can't buy, I mean, think of it. You can buy a handgun. You can't buy one. And you have to wait till you're 21. But you can buy the kind of weapon used in the school shooting at 18. I think it's something you have to think about. We just saw So I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give it a lot of consideration. And I'm the one bringing it up. And a lot of people don't even want to bring it up because they're afraid to bring it up. But you can't buy a handgun at 18, 19, or 20. You have to wait till you're 21. But you can buy the, the gun, the weapon used in this horrible shooting at 18. Uh, you are going to decide. The people in this room pretty much are going to decide. But I would give very serious thought to it. I, I can say that the NRA is opposed to it. And I'm a fan of the NRA. I mean, there's no bigger fan. I, I'm a big fan of the NRA. They want to do it. These are great people. These are great patriots. They love our country. But that doesn't mean we have to agree on everything. It doesn't make sense that I have to wait till I'm 21 to get a handgun, but I can get this weapon at 18. I don't know. So I was just curious as to what you did in your bill. I think that was after Parkland. It probably was. I don't know what kind of abilities he has in regards to 2A about executive order kind of stuff. I don't know of that because there's, I'm sure that there's some people right now going, well, he should have just wrote it into law with an executive order. Well, those can be undone by the next president. And I don't know that he can do anything about it. I think that may have to go through Congress and maybe even Supreme Court, whatever, to change that age to 21. I agree. I don't think, why should you be allowed to buy a AR or a, a rifle of any kind at 18, but you can't have a handgun until you're 21. That's dumb. You, you can't even buy a vape pen until you're 21. So we should come over and dull everybody's ever go to everybody's house and dull their knives. Uh, take the points off of them, make them dull. So nobody can stab anybody for the simple fact that maybe somebody will pick up a knife and stab somebody. Well, I mean, See, again, uh, we're going at the we're going at this driving the wrong way. It's not that we're coming at this the wrong way. In other words, we're blaming the gun. Why don't we just, if somebody killed somebody with a shovel, do we take everybody's shovel away? Somebody stabs somebody. Do we, we take that away? Okay. More kids are killed in car accidents than school shootings or by gunfire. All right. Are we going to tell everybody they can't drive anymore? We're going about this the wrong way. We need to fortify the schools and we need to take and figure out how we keep legal, lawful gun owners able to buy and have a gun and weed out the nut jobs. That's all. But until we can do that, then let's please fortify the school so this doesn't happen anymore. Well, you don't think that they would just pick another target? Okay. Again, we got to go with a good guy with a gun is what you need to take a bad guy with a gun out. I, and, I agree that they, you know, you've probably caught the thing going around on social media, the thing with the sign. It was the opposite of the, you know, gun-free zone sign. You've seen that one going around? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. I forget what it, like exactly what it said, but that might help. It's like having the ADT home security sign out in your yard. That alone is partial deterrent for anybody who thinks about, you know, breaking in. I don't know what the answer is. Well, here, I mean, let me help you. Armed female bystander kills man firing at a party in West Virginia. A U.S. woman, a U.S. woman has fatally shot a man who opened fire on a crowd of people with a semi-automatic rifle in Charleston, West Virginia. Dennis Bueller, a 37-year-old with extensive criminal history, was killed after targeting a group of around 40 people attending a birthday party. The woman' quick reaction saves lives and, and may have prevented a mass shooting. Comes amid a national debate over guns after the school shooting in Texas. 
Butler had driven by the area earlier and he was warned to slow down because children were playing. This piece of shit returned with an AR-15 type rifle. We don't know what kind it is. Opened fire from his vehicle on the birthday graduation party outside the apartment complex in the city. The woman who fired back didn't have any law enforcement background. She was not identified. She's just a member of the community who was carrying a weapon lawfully. Instead of running from the threat, she engaged the threat and saved several lives. The woman remained at the scene after the shooting and is cooperating with investigators. No charges will be filed against the woman. Butler was found dead at the scene from multiple gunshots. They're not sure how Butler obtained the weapon since he was not legally allowed to carry as he's a convicted felon. The shooting comes after a teenager gunman killed 21 people in a Texas primary school with an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle. I don't think that that is true. I think one was in the truck, one was at the door. He did all this with a handgun that he had, which was he's not allowed to have anyhow. That's what I'm hearing. I don't think that part's true. So I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind here. Okay, you do that, Bob. Let's make crime illegal. Bob, you're a fucking genius. Hey, One problem. It's already illegal. I'm Boomer Bob, and I approve this message. So what do we do once one of these things happen, Bob? What do we do? We bury oh, we it out. because you don't want that narrative out. Well, we go out and we uh, we yell and we we protest. We go to the NRA conference that was this weekend in Texas. Pretty bad, bad timing on that. And we protest. And I have some of the protests here. go and all of that bitching and moaning was protected by the second amendment absolutely it was and the, which which by the way we wouldn't have the first if it will did bob lock up or is this me what something just locked up here i wasn't sure if it was you or me oh i just said uh, we wouldn't have the first amendment if it wasn't for the second if, we don't have it now we don't even have the second now if they think that they could take our guns our guns the guns my guns okay i'll say it our guns away from us that we don't have it. It's not our God-given right. Well, plus, I mean, all they can do is go to everybody who has one that is legally registered and be like, yeah, we need that one. We need this one. We, you know, we have a list of all that you own right here. How are they going to get the ones that are not registered? Well, Bob, you know what we need to do? See, the celebrities are out because we, whenever something like this happens, we have to get a bunch of celebrities together. And we do a black and white video, all right? And we show how much we were, we're hurting inside over this. And the celebrities, they got to figure it out. Columbine. Virginia Tech. Tucson. Aurora. Fort Hood. Oak Creek. Newtown. 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 How many more? How many more? How many more colleges? How many more classrooms? How many more movie theaters? Yes, all how many more houses of faith? How many more shopping malls? How many more street corners? How many more? How many more? Enough. 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 Demand a plan. Right now. 
as a mom. As a dad. As a friend. As an American. As an American. As an American. As a human being. For the children of Sandy Hook. Demand a plan. No more lists of names. It's not too soon. It's too late. Now is the time. Before we all know someone who loved someone on that list. No more lists. No more who they might have been. No more if we had just done something yesterday. It's time. We can do better than this. We can do better than this. It's time. It's time. It's time for our leaders to act. Demand a plan. Right now. Right now. You! Demand it! Enough. 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 Demand a plan, Bob. That's what you need to do. Right. From uh, assholes who can't, like, figure out why we don't have any baby formula. Look, I makes me sick to my stomach when these asshole people come up, these celebrities, and they start to, oh, wait, wait a minute. Uh, can we get uh, can we get Kristen Bell in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, we'll just add another demand a plan. Or we, uh, this thing sickens me. All right. Again, here I am sitting in my podcast studio. I came up with a plan. Every, every school has a principal. Every school has a superintendent. They all need to be going out today. We've got all summer. School's over for most people. We've got all summer to fortify these schools and get a plan going. I know we can make them just by going around and looking at things and some simple uh, upgrades. We can make these schools a lot safer than that, what they were, and we continue to do that until we make these schools basically bulletproof and where they cannot come in and shoot up these schools. And that'll be it. That'll be one target. Now, again, you did the thing. Well, what about they'll just go somewhere else? Well, guess what? There's a good person with a gun. It took out a bad person with a gun. That's true. All right. Well, because not not everywhere is a gun free zone, right? First of all, if they say that you have to give it, give your guns up, who's going to give their guns up? Is it going to be the criminals inner city? You're going to see all the truckloads of guns coming out of the inner city. Crime ridden areas. You think that's where they're going to come out of? Well, that's what I just said. I mean, they have a list of those who own guns, you know, legally, the ones that are not doing this stuff and they want to take all of those. What are they going to do to get the ones that are not registered? Again, it's ridiculous. It's like trying to take all the algae out of the water in the ocean or trying to take it. it, You're just never going to do it. It's, it's too late. There's more guns in this country than people. people. Yep. So, and again, that's not a bad thing. All right. Especially when the government is imposing sanctions on its own people. Uh, The same thing with the, I'll go with abortion. I'll go with uh, mandatory vaccines. I'll go with disarming the public. Th- the government would love, 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 love to disarm the public so they could do whatever the fuck they want to us, and we couldn't do a damn thing about it. And if you haven't been paying attention to what's going over there in Davos, Switzerland, with the uh, the Great Reset, and what's that? what do they call this? The three-letter economic, economic forum? World Economic Forum. Those fucking evil bastards over there. If you haven't been paying attention to that, go Google that. World Economic Forum and start reading on the World Economic Forum. If that doesn't get the hairs on the back of your neck, I'm not highlights. I have highlights from that if you'd like some. If I can, before we get out of this, I just would like to play a video from Trump. He spoke for a long time over at uh, the NRA thing. uh, NRA thing. I pulled one clip yes it was in houston yeah. and and here's the thing it's not that i mean he he spoke 
about a lot. And you know, the thing about it is I'm not a fan of Trump. The man mm-hmm. of the shit that he says is spot fucking on. And uh, this is what he talked about. As soon as they, as soon that the bodies weren't even out of the fucking school yet. They haven't even got all the bodies out of the school yet. And this is what was going on. Now is the time to find common ground. Sadly, before the sun had even set on the horrible day of tragedy, we witnessed a now familiar parade of cynical politicians seeking to exploit the tears of sobbing families to increase their own power and take away our constitutional rights. Every time a disturbed or demented person commits such a hideous crime, there's always a grotesque effort by some in our society to use the suffering of others to advance their own extreme political agenda. Even more repulsive is their rush to shift blame away from the villains who commit acts of mass violence and to place that blame onto the shoulders of millions of peaceful, law-abiding citizens who belong to organizations such as our wonderful NRA. When Joe Biden blamed the gun lobby, he was talking about Americans like you. And along with countless other Democrats this week, he was shamefully suggesting that Republicans are somehow okay with letting school shootings happen. They're not okay with it. That's exactly right. They're not okay with it. None of us are okay with this. Uh, And to be honest with you, the, the President Trump said to you know we said the same thing i do let's go and hey look <laughs> that's perfect said uh you know what we need to do is we need to fortify the schools we need to get protect the schools and i don't want to hear about costs if we can send 50 fucking billion dollars over to ukraine right now we can take care of our own kids in our own school and if you don't want to do that then as far as i'm concerned you want to see more school shootings i can do the same fucking thing you can all right do we want to go to the I think, I've, I think I've said enough. I think I've done enough. Just want to do one thing one last time. Okay, sorry. All righty. <laughs> so again, another TikTok video, another, you know, muted idiot going pointing at shit. But I think the information within is kind of important. These are highlights from the World Economic Forum, um, partially narrated by Jesse Waters. Probably arrest you. And it's all headed up by a guy named Klaus Schwab, who's pretty much running a one-world government here. He kicked off the week by saying the future is theirs, not yours. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here in this room. We have the means to improve the states of the world. And the way they start? is by tracking you. If you go deep in the weeds and what these people are saying at this place, they're openly scheming up some of the craziest plans you'll ever hear of, like tracking your carbon footprint. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned. You heard it. The one world government wants to keep tabs on what you eat and where you go. 
All because John Kerry's a little mad that your cheeseburger is wiping out part of the population. Meanwhile, which I find, which I find odd because isn't he married to the Heinz heiress? Yeah, my ketchup. bitch owns ketchup. Ketchup chick, and, <laughs> and, and he's trying to get you off of cheeseburgers? Don't forget, greenhouse gases are pollution. And 15 million people a year die because of the quality of the air around the world. We're, we're, we're dealing with a crisis here, folks. It's a crisis made by human beings. Maybe they should take their own advice before jetting off across the world on those private jets, emitting all that carbon. But to them, they have more important things to focus on, like preventing the next pandemic, since it worked out so well last time. If it comes 10 years from now, we should have far, far better diagnostic technology that is be able to scale up every country within a month uh, to diagnose their entire population. We're a little distracted right now, so getting the debate going uh, is happening slowly. Yeah, a lot of people are distracted by inflation, food shortages, you know, real problems. But the ruling class at Davos says, don't worry, it's all a part of the plan. We need to accept that there will be some pain in the process. Uh, the pace that we need will uh, will open up for missteps. Uh, it will open up for uh, shortages of energy. It will create inflationary pressures. And maybe we need to start talking about that, that that pain is actually worth it. If you have all the money in the world, the last thing you have to worry about is inflation. It's our problem, not theirs. They're busy ruling the world. And shady George Soros says if we don't make their ideas a reality, civilization is done for. Fighting pandemics and crime. You know I'm who done. that is? You know who that fucking fossil, that lizard-faced fossil was? George Soros? Yeah, that asshole. I'll be honest with you. Russia, do us a fucking favor and shoot a fucking missile into that conference right now. You would be doing the world a favor. Absolutely be doing the world a favor. Every one of those fucking people are the that is evil right there. Right there, that whole fucking conference, it's evil. First of all, the biggest bunch of hypocrites you've ever seen in your entire life. They're talking about the carbon footprint and all this pollution. Meanwhile, if you go to that airport outside of Davos, you can't even find a place to, that, that doesn't have a fucking private jet park there. Right. They all fly private jets. Mr. Ketchup, he flies all around fucking around on his private jet, paid for by us. Assholes, all of them. And ketchup ketchup my bitch owns ketchup think we need a palate cleanser i'm out of palate cleansers i think i got some dad jokes <laughs> do you okay i'm starting a business to teach short people math it's called making the little things count like i tried selling me a coffin it's the last thing i need <laughs> that's it <laughs> okay i thought those were decent before we move on, I just have this. I don't know if you do you know who Michael Malice is? Have you ever heard of him? Uh, he does a show called You're Welcome, right? Y O U R. He was on Gas Digital. He was on Gas Digital. He's also uh, on um, Compound Media. Tried to listen uh, to his show a while back, and all he did was talk about books that he read. And it's like, eh. right. Well, he has a theory. People are playing the long game they have for 100 years. Uh, they've been after everyone's children for over a century. The whole point of government schooling is, in their words, to create good citizens, which is a euphemism for breaking young independent minds 
uh, banishing critical thought from their uh, psyche and making them malleable, subservient, and interchangeable with everyone else. They got the idea from Bismarck in the Prussian model where his idea was, okay, let's take schools and basically create an, an army starting from age five, kindergarten. It's, there's a reason why it's a German word. So I think when people realize how long this has been going on and how systemic and deep these roots go, uh, there's going to be a lot of epiphanies in terms of what the consequences of this have been. There you go. Great news. The Biden administration has extended the free lunch program at school. What do you mean there's a catch? Oh, okay. Well, apparently the schools will lose this funding if they do not allow biological males to use female facilities. This seems really important and definitely what we should be focusing on right now. Jesus Christ. I swear to God, I, I we got to stop. We got to just go back to common sense. Well, why? Right. I understand that you're uh, you you believe that you were born in the wrong body. You need attention and all. Now all of a sudden you got to use whatever bathroom it is. I, uh, go pee in a parking lot. Oh, while we're piling on Biden, COVID has taken this year just since the outbreak. It's taken more than one hundred years. Look, here's the lives. It's just. It's just, when you think about it. I mean, you gotta just, with the COVID and the lives and the deaths and things. Yeah, that was going. I, I was a, uh, yeah, whatever. You know, uh, there's a new strain coming out. This one kind of worries me. I saw a doctor talking about this. There's a new strain coming out right now from COVID. And what it does is whatever, how the virus had basically kind of halved itself and it wasn't as fatal because you didn't have that um, side of whatever that thing is, it gives you pneumonia and kills you. The new variant. Cytokine storm, as they call it. Yes, yeah, that. Uh, the new variant seems to have that. It's back. it's back. It's back by popular demand. So now, you know, like I said, you know what? We're supposed to take out the fats in the olds, but the problem is now the, the, the thing that we took them out, it, it stopped. So we got to go back. We got to engineer this so we can put that back in there again. The new improved COVID, fuckers. Well, so. did you catch this one? Might get us kicked off a couple. Let me know if you want me to not play it. Play it. I don't give a fuck anymore with these people. Hey, with this these is platforms. Doc Mobber Rolone. I'll just do that to throw off the algorithms. I don't know. Got a hunky pox. Yeah, a hunky fox. Now another one of the good things about hunky fox, if if I can be so liberal as to say good things about something like this is that it doesn't seem to have a prodrome. It doesn't seem to be infectious in before you have symptoms. It seems that uh, it's people with the symptoms, which starts off with a flu-like uh, thing and progresses to this rash on your hands with itchiness and then small vesicles in places in your body, but nothing like smallpox. It can cause scarring and depigmentation like smallpox, but it's nowhere near as severe. It's not majorly life-threatening. And the thing to do is not to vaccinate everybody. It's to do classical public health. So there you go. So again, can the, the uh, title of this op episode be Honky Pox, please? <laughs> Honky Fox. Honky Fox. Hello. <laughs> meet, meet. I'm telling you right now, they're doing their best to take and make sure we can't go to the polls in November. And they're doing, listen, this is all a diversion tactic from the globalists and the leftists. 
to keep our minds off of the fact that gas is all is five dollars a gallon. A steak now uncooked, uncooked is fifteen dollars a pound. This was I saw this uh, video. You go to the ladies in the supermarket. She goes, I'm looking at this like three pound chicken. It's like uh, nine dollars. This and that. And then they go, Why is it that these chicken, these rotisserie chickens, are five dollars a piece? I can tell you to get people in the store. Oh, companies like Tyson Foods are picking your pocket in broad daylight. You don't believe me? Check out what their quarterly earnings reports say about rising prices. We will remain disciplined in our pricing initiatives to ensure additional inflationary pressures are passed through to customers. You hear that? They're talking about you. Now, they actually changed the wording on that sentence in their most recent report, swapping our passed through to customers to are mitigated by sales price increases. A bit sneaky, wouldn't you say? While companies like Tyson may complain about rising costs, they're passing all of the pain onto you, the customer, and they're hoping you won't notice that they're using inflation as an excuse to fatten their profit margins too. How is this possible? Well, Tyson operates in a concentrated industry. It's just one of four companies that dominate the pork, beef, and poultry markets. This corporate concentration is no accident. It's a strategy enabled by decades of successful corporate lobbying for weak antitrust enforcement. For years, companies like Tyson have used their market power to gobble up smaller competitors left and right, concentrating their power at every level of the production process. Tyson once outlined their corporate ethos plainly, segment, concentrate, dominate. The company later trademarked that phrase, by the way. Look, if markets were truly competitive, companies like Tyson would keep their prices down and profit margins slimmer in order to prevent competitors from grabbing away customers. But they aren't, and they don't. This structural problem can be fixed by only one thing, a genuine revival of antitrust enforcement and a crackdown on corporate concentration. Never going to happen because that's what's running this country. That's what's running the world right now. Forget about governments. What's running the world right now is corporations. Corporations, they and the reason they do that is because they go in and they start throwing money at politicians to do what they want and make rules the way they want to. So there you go. Well, and then you brought up gas prices. You know, this young fellow. What do you think we look like by November? We are in a very very different world by the end of the summer. I pray that I am wrong about the timing. But if it doesn't happen this summer, it's going to happen because all of these things, the gas, it's not Putin's fault. This is, this is something, this is a crisis they have been wanting to have. They want you to pay $10 a gallon for gasoline. They want the fleet to age out. Did you see? Americans are driving older cars than ever before. Our fleet is older than ever before in American history. Hmm. What does that mean? Well, if you can't afford to buy a car in the next few years, once you can afford to buy a new car, you're going to buy an electric one. So that problem solves itself with gas. Because you'll only have a choice of electric soon. The war, 
We have been egging them on, and now we are beating the war drums like nobody's business. Food, we knew that was a problem. That's going to lead us to war, possibly. Migration, what are we doing at the border? All of these things are intentional. All of these things are... Did you vote for this? Did you vote for a dramatic transition, something that America is going to be so much better off for in the long run? Did you vote for this gas price? Because it's intentional. Absolutely. So that was Glenn Beck's take on it. Now, I got another short clip from uh, uh, a Kennedy clip here. Love this guy. Administration, this seems curious to me, wants us to buy oil from foreign countries. And those foreign countries deliver their oil in tankers that use 2,000 gallons of fuel an hour and emit eight tons of carbon dioxide into the environment per hour. The irony of this is rich. He ain't wrong. But it's about climate change, though. It's not about climate change. It's This is the, the ruse. And you get all these, oh, my God, the dummies. The dummies that sit there and listen to the news. The dummies that can't see through this shit. The dummies that sit there and go, oh, my God, climate change. And, and you watch these college, and they want to, I'll tell you what, they want to take and uh, forgive the debt for college. Listen, if you went to college and you believe in climate change and all this other bullshit and gender uh changing gender and all this non-binary bullshit you should have to pay double because you didn't learn a fucking thing in college you should have to pay double and the fact that they are going to take and slowly turn up the heat and we are the frogs in the pot of water and boil us out and we're just going to sit there and take it that's why they want the guns because i'm telling you right now i've never never in my entire life thought that the uh, the united states government would fuck us like they're doing and they're doing it more and more every day. And sooner or later, and you said this would never happen, sooner or later something's going to snap and we're going to start taking shit back. And that's going to happen. Because if we can't, look, the only way, they used to say, well, how do you take it back peacefully? Through the elections. Well, they fucked that up. Now we can't do that because of mail-in voting and all the shit that's going on. We cannot have a secure election. If we can't have a secure election, there's only one other way to take our freedoms back. Well, you know, you wonder why we keep electing the same assholes. Well, Here's interesting things about Disney. Remember earlier today when I told you to subscribe because I can only get so much information in a TikTok? Well, I hope you did because this just in, Disney Power Broker is part of a cabal pulling the strings in Anaheim. Now, Disney influencing the government is, of course, nothing new. In 1996, the government gave Disney $510 million. They used 108 of it to build a parking structure that they keep the revenue from. In 2015, the city shielded Disney from having to pay tax on ticket sales for 45 years. This measure cost Anaheim $1 billion in revenue. And in 2016, the city gave Disney another $267 million to build a luxury hotel. Disneyland Resort's Director of External Affairs, Carrie Nocella, has been accused of being the ringleader of the cabal. And it might not mean anything, but she did delete all her social media last week. Yes, we will. You having fun with that? I am. <laughs> all righty. Hey, guess who had a lot of fun over the weekend? It's not having so much fun now. Mm, I don't know. Nancy Pelosi's husband. Oh, Paul. <laughs> Paul Pelosi. Oh, old PP himself. Yeah, he was out driving around in his uh, Porsche. 
and he got into an accident. A fender bender. Nobody was seriously hurt. But yeah, I love him. I love the article. It says he was he was arrested under suspicion of DUI. It's like under suspicion. It, was he? I wonder if he'll beat it. <laughs> well, let's go to Nancy Pelosi and see what she has to say. I'm sorry, but the thing is, this is a personal problem. I will not be dressing this in the in, in any uh, we, we no comment. Okay, all right. I wonder if he was drinking at the uh, at the Capitol bar. That's He's always thing. drinking. The two oh, of them, awesome. you know, they opened up a bar at the Capitol for Congress and all them. Well, she was like, she was speaking at Brown University, and he was home. Or I don't know where he was going, but he was on his way home. And uh, listen, those two are probably allegedly drunk all the time. They're probably in a, a regular state of drunkenness. She's always loaded. You can tell. And, and you know something? I got to tell you, you take a look at her, how old she is and all. I think alcohol is a life extender. I think if you drink like they drink, I think you, you live longer. Nick in the chat says he was a designated driver for Nancy. He caught a secondhand buzz. This happened uh, yesterday, <clears throat> actually at 8.55 p.m. Minnesota fire at commercial egg farm likely leaves thousands of chickens dead. Side note, there's a chicken barbecue going on in the same town. Yeah, uh, a fire at a commercial egg farm in Minnesota on late Saturday night uh, likely left thousands of chickens dead. Uh, the fire began on late Saturday night, and fire crews responded to the incident shortly after 10 p.m. at a Forsman Farms facility in Stockholm Township, Minnesota. Uh, according to the report, the fire came from a barn that houses chickens and manure. Deputies said that the Main building involved in the fire was significantly damaged and surrounding buildings received light damage. Uh, the Wright County Sheriff's Office estimated that there were likely 200,000 chickens in the barn when the fire broke out. So so eggs are going to go up even more. Listen, I'm telling you right now, uh, people are sm some people are smart. They're, they're getting smart. It's not very hard to raise chickens. And uh, people around here, I see more and more signs, fresh eggs. And my daughter's raising chickens and she I, I get fresh eggs all the time they're amazing they're way better than store yeah they're a little expensive i think uh, I, well i get the family discount i'm paying four dollars a dozen for fresh farm eggs and uh they're amazing so and i eat a lot of eggs i eat so many eggs that uh, my asshole's sore just kidding uh but that's not how you eat them oh it, damn it is that know. where you put i thought that's yeah, where you put the hard-boiled eggs yeah Green little little avocado oil. Oh no! When I look at a chicken, I think if an egg can fit in there, why can't I? <laughs> Let me get up in that little cloaca of yours, baby. <laughs> uh, next story: luxury stores still limiting crowds post COVID. Now, you, did you you pretty much stayed home during the whole COVID thing, right? Yes. Like you didn't go to the mall or anything like that. Fuck no. There's well, no reason. The uh, wife and I would go there because it was the only place that you could go to eat and sit down. Like you didn't like all of the dining rooms, like at your restaurants were closed. So you'd have right. to order it for takeout, eat it in your car, whatever. Right. Well, at the mall, that wasn't the case here. So you could go in get some Chick-fil-A, whatever, have a seat, have some kind of like normal thing. Right. So we would go for a walk in the mall just to, you know, walk, walk it off. We noticed like all these stores, the crappy store, hot topic and, Abercrombie or, or whatever, all these crappy 
fucking mall stores had like velvet ropes and lines with some dummy working the door with like a clicker counting how many and there were lines outside waiting to get in is it no more than eight people allowed in a time or something like that i'm sorry do you want my fucking money or not it's a there was a rule because of covid not here not here this was a corporate rule oh not a no they didn't have that shit here man the 30 percent of this state took the vaccine come on there's still people lined and masked up still there's unless that's an old photo from last year lined up still outside the store waiting to get in why why how bad do you need a, a louis vuitton purse why do you think bob let's let's put on our thinking caps bob you and i why do you think they're having people eight at a time go in there do you have any clue control i, I don't know i i would want as many people in there as possible so they can buy shit shoplifting bob shoplifting they can keep their eyes on eight people at a time so they, they, they stop shoplifting because shoplifting is basically legal now. Although not at Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton because for the simple fact that uh, everything in there is over $800, every bag, every shoe, uh, you know, everything. But your normal places, if you shoplift under eight, I don't even know why people just don't grab. Listen, in New Jersey, you're not allowed to have uh, plastic bags. You have to have these reusable bags. Why even go, just go in the supermarket uh buy like 500 hours worth of stuff walk right out the fucking door they can't do nothing for you they'll just release they'll release you uh if they they come and get you they'll just release you but i mean why why pay for food anymore you don't have to that line is kind of kind of pathetic there at the uh chanel door it's kind of sad and only five people waiting in line well these are the corporations that buy into all this shit it is you know this is and again it's this is about safety bob this is about being safe because God forbid, if somebody has COVID and goes into that store and walks around for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes buying stuff, that that fucking cloth diaper on their face is going to stop someone else with a cloth diaper on their face from getting COVID. I don't think it works. I mean, we've been doing this for two years now. You can take a look at what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, yesterday I actually went to a, uh, I went to a fine diner establishment in New Jersey, and I had myself a meatloaf. A ta- it's called the Tower of Meatloaf. You wouldn't like this, Bob, but it's pretty good. It's meatloaf and a uh, slices piled like mashed potato between each one of them piled up. And then they put those, um, those, uh, f- those fried, not fried onions, but those crispy onions, like onion straws. They put that on top with some barbecue sauce and cheddar cheese. It's amazing. I couldn't even eat it all. I could only eat half. Fascinating. All right. No one cares. Woman who punched Southwest flight attendant gets 15 months in prison. Uh, now, that's what I'm talking about. This is what needs to be done. Viviana Quinones, uh, whatever that says, was also ordered to pay nearly 26 grand in restitution and a $7,500 fine for the assault. I also think she's not allowed to fly for three years. California woman who punched a Southwest Airlines flight attendant in the face. Oh, in the face, breaking her teeth. Yeah. What color were they? Any cock will do. As a hint. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Quinones, uh, 29 of Sacramento, uh, she is prohibited from flying for three years. Yeah. Uh, while she is on supervised release and must participate in anger management classes or counseling. You know, why didn't she do this in? New York, like where they gave that guy 
a $1 bail for, you know, like assault and battery. This is what I'm talking about. No, the, grand problem, the problem is, Bob, in this country right now, we accept bad behavior. Or we condone it. We allow it. And we should not allow, we should not reward bad behavior. And this is what's going on here. And this lady that punched a flight attendant in the mouth for telling her not to do whatever she was doing because you're not allowed to do that. And I don't even know what it was. But whatever it is, violence is not the answer. All right. So she punched her in the mouth. She broke her teeth. And now she's going, well, she's, I don't know if she's going to jail. She's going to have to wear an ankle bracelet or whatever the fuck she's got to do. But this is what we need. There was a video today that I saw, and it's four black people in a Safari store, makeup store. I forget what it's like a makeup store, but it's like real. My daughters go there. A lot of people go there. I think it's called Sephora. They're in there and they've got fucking bags and they're just clearing the fucking shelves. They're just pushing shit in the shelves. And people, what do you think people are doing? They're just filming it. They're filming it. All right. They've got masks on, so you can't figure out who they are. And they're just walking out and then they'll go out on the street and sell this stuff. And who's going to have to pay for this, Bob? You, I, law-abiding citizens, because when we go in there, the price is going to go up because of the shrinkage. And what they need is they need some head cracking, Bob. All right. You know what they need? They need security guards in there. And as soon as this shit starts, they take them and they, they, they take and wrestle them to the ground and they handcuff them and they call the fucking police and they detain them. Fuck this bullshit with you're allowed to go in there and just start shoveling shit into bags and stores. Where, where, where are we living? Wake me up. I swear to God, I'm dreaming. I got to calm John down. Well, am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, 100% agree with you. I wish you were wrong so I could argue with you. Um, I've got a guy who's going to uh, basically sum up the whole gender gay thing. It has come to my attention that we must all band together and all come together to help the LGBTQ community from crumbling and fading away. Because the other day I found out that they couldn't find what a woman is. And if you can't find what a woman is, you can't find what a man is. Because if you can find what a man is, you can definitely find what a woman is. Because the woman is at least 50%, if not 100% different definition or the exact opposite definition to a man so if you can't find what a woman is you can't have lesbians because lesbians are two women that love each other and if you can't have lesbians because you can't find what a woman is and therefore you can't find what a man is you can't have gays because gays are two men that love each other and therefore if there's no such thing as a woman there can't be anything as a man so therefore you can't have bisexuality because that's loving two different genders and if you can't have bisexuality because you've get gotten rid of the man and the woman you can't have non-binary because there is no such thing as binary therefore the lgbtq plus part of the lgbtq plus community is now non-existent because of what seems to be an influx of maps slowly getting through and wanting to eat the argument by its own tail i will let your mental imagination decide what that tail the maps want to eat looks like cleared it up didn't he i i you know what i just can't i can't with that shit um see in my notes here uh did you see where I guess Marjorie Taylor Greene, she tweeted back at AOC, you know, AOC tweeted something about oh my like, oh, funding the war, you know, Ukraine. She tweeted back at them and said, uh, so what's the carbon footprint of the war Congress is uh, funding right now? Will they stop? You know what? Why don't you just go in this, go into the Congress and start screaming at each other? Why do this on Twitter? I, I, it's just ridiculous. Everybody's on Twitter. It's a fucking dumpster fire on there right now. You can't go there. I mean, it just the 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 anger on Twitter right now is it's ridiculous. It's it's so you can't even scroll down without people screaming at each other. Well, I came up with uh, 
the answer to all of our issues regarding the you know vehicle thing, how we're going to power power the vehicles. Musk should work on a vehicle that's powered by hateful Twitter posts. Musk should work on a vehicle that's powered by hateful Twitter posts. Okay. Wouldn't that solve everything? Oh, it would be amazing. That would be amazing. But the problem is there's no such thing. In other words, that'd be great. If we could take all our hate and then make fuel out of it, that would be amazing. Well, he's. I thought that maybe it was my way he's trying to buy Twitter. So he'd tap into the hate and use that to fuel our next line vehicles. I think, to be honest with you, the reason that he wants to buy Twitter is he finds it unfair. And he thinks that by opening up Twitter that and making it uh, making it where everybody can scream, like, in other words... If you just took everybody off a true, everybody that got thrown off of Twitter, myself included, a couple of times, if you take them all and let them back on again, that they'll have a a a, a debate or you know, and and this will, but that's not what's going to happen because everybody's galvanized in thoughts. The thing I think you should do is outlaw some. In other words, you should talk to people that you hate, like Congress people talk to the other one. They say. My distinguished gentleman over there in Georgia. Meanwhile, he says that fucking asshole over there in Georgia. I I I couldn't disagree with him more. But they sit in a polite way. You know, it's like uh, down in your neck of the way where they go. Oh, bless his heart. Well, because they still want to share, you know, insider trading information with each other. All right, Duchess. All right, get it. I I do. I'm part of the problem. I angry tweet all day. Really? I can't I, help myself. I get on Twitter like once a week. I know. You respond to all the, all the times I attack you once a week. That's the only thing interesting enough for me to get involved in. I know. <laughs> all right. That's it. I'm done. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you Wednesday night. Bye. See you then.